What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. And yes, we are awesome. I am Justin here with Meals. Meals TV, what's good, man? Yo, it is the first of June. Yes. That's all I got. I mean, or May 31st, depending on when you listen to this. But it is the first of June. Which means I mean I mean, yeah, it's five months down. Where is this year going? What are we even doing, bro? Like I'm I'm so I don't know, man. What is this year? How's it been 2020 for you? How can you say that? Well, actually, well, not, uh, it's been pretty rocking for you. <laughs> now that, yeah, now that May is done, uh, I'm good. <laughs> my year has started. <laughs> I'm thinking of my year, and I'm like, damn. I don't know about this year, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about 2022. I could probably like. I'm not saying that I'm nosediving. I'm not saying that, you know, it's all bad, but I'll tell you what it ain't. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll say uh, a lot less deaths than the past two years. I'll say that. As far as true. Well, yeah. Non-COVID related type shit. Non-COVID, yeah. 2020 was just like, shit, when is it going to stop? 2021 was like, damn, this is just part two. 2022, by comparison, other than gas prices, I would say, you know, oh, and and, and the Russia, Ukraine stuff. Damn, it is pretty shitty here, too. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like, just running through it. I'm like, damn, Biden you're right. It's just everything, man. Like, uh, it's just the, the year that Biden, we hey, man, like, like Cat Williams said, Biden is 99 years old, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, can I ask you? I, I want to say something, but I feel like this is definitely going to be incriminating on a on a um, on a public forum as we speak. Yeah, but, fuck it. <laughs> all right, let me. All right, <laughs> you're into it. Um, this mo- have you ever been in? Not necessarily been in this situation. Oh no! But have you ever? <laughs> like, have you ever seen an opportunity? To commit a crime and be like, you know what? That would be a great opportunity. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. No, now it's like, I look at shit like, damn, I could steal. And then he'd be like, hey. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, I was walking to work this morning, and everyone's I, I work at a college, but everyone's out because the school's closed and it's like commencement weekend, like that. So the entire block is like empty. Congratulations so, to all the, all the new graduates. Congratulations also. to all the new grads. So I was walking down the street, and then this lady comes out her building, and like I'm like three feet away from her, and she goes in and like opens up her car to get in her car. And my I don't know why the first thing in my mind was like, "Yo, I bet if I like Cesaro uppercut her right now, I could steal that car." All right. Uh, <laughs> we changed the subject. I don't know why I thought that. Sir, this like, is this is not GTA. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I could steal that car, but then I was like, uh, cars are like too easy to track and stuff like that. Like, like I would have to take off license plates. Where would I go? Who you know? This, that's crazy. Uh, that's what I. It, it, it's a random thought that's in my brain. I'm sorry that I shared it with you guys. But <laughs> that was like. That took like maybe like fifteen minutes of my morning, kind of like weighing the ethical, you know, 
ramifications and then also like would it be but possible also what, also what if she upped the tool on you and then shot your ass see i mean that's that's a thing you gotta about to think about like what if she shot me you know what i'm saying like these are things like and and i think these are the the the, the kind of questions you gotta ask yourself that will help you to stop committing crimes Commit a crime <laughs> like you know what i'm saying i was just like uh let me tell maybe you. Maybe in another life. Maybe in another lifetime. Let me tell you right now. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the most crazy thing you've ever said and admitted on this show. If anyone knows, I feel like uh, it was, this is the, this is like the OJ book. Like if I would have, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I would have, here's how I would have done it. That's kind of the the extent of this. Not that I would actually did it, nor did I actually do it. But well, if I'm I glad did, did do it, no, I'm glad you didn't because I got a you know, podcast to maintain can't be out here you, being crazy. If you, you know, I'm, I'm glad you didn't do that because, you know, if you did that, I would be more conflicted than people looking at Nikita Lyons uh, social media today. Wait a minute. What happened on her social media today? <sighs> she put up. Oh, obviously, nunchucks were involved. Oh, <laughs> but, wait. Uh, she put All up right. a video with a song from an artist who was basically Q-pilled. And if you don't know what that means, Q-pill means someone who subscribes to the QAnon variety. Oh, uh, and one of the lyrics was, I believe one of the lyrics was, uh, storm the cat, storm, storm the, the Capitol and walk around the city gates. And you know, yeah. Oh, so that's why they're calling her booty Giuliani. Yes. All right, quick, quick uh, technical difficulty there, but we're back. <laughs> That's the last time I speak about this thing on this damn podcast. Yeah, I think I think the government was uh, the they, they clearly had phone. <laughs> definitely on our phones tapped. Uh, but I want to I want to you know bring attention to the patrons for this first six months of the year. You guys have really really showed up for us and really given us so much love. Uh, throughout the first six months of the year, even though this year has been shitty, you guys have made it really, really one of the best years for us so far in 2022. You guys got the hot chip challenge. You guys have got some crazy shit coming up uh, from spot callers, but you guys also got some really dope ass fucking, uh, you know, content coming out of us uh, on, on on the pipeline. I know Mills is working on something really, really top secret for the summertime. I already know. Yes. <laughs> that's all he can say right now that's all i can say about that but yes um i'm working on a lot of things for the summer apparently uh <laughs> summer at kame house is here it's back it's back i love it listen i slaved over a hot final cut pro for damn near like four hours on saturday trying to make all these things man listen listen man I, I felt like I had a point to prove to myself after the unfortunate events of last week. I was just like, you know what? Other people don't define me. I define me. Yes. So I had to just remind myself that I'm the shit. And, and yeah, so I got a lot of stuff working this summer. We got a lot of stuff coming up, coming up pretty, pretty damn soon. So um, just make sure you stay tuned. This week, we're going to have a new episode of the Rewriter's Room. Rewriter's Room is officially back. And they will be rewriting, just to give you a preview of it, they will be rewriting a lot of the <laughs> tenures 
of GM slash authority figures that have appeared on WWE television. So you might hear some stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, they've been gone for a while. Now they're officially back. So I'm assuming they're going to have a jam-packed show um, for everybody here. So make sure you tune into that this week. Um, And tune into everything else on RNC Radio. To be honest with you, there's a brand new episode of RSPN. They made the official announcement. Um, RSPN, the finale, the finals, the final episodes. Make sure you tune into the ride because it's going to be an exciting ride. Make sure you tune into the BLT pod. Make sure you tune into the Black Print. Make sure you tune into Black Variant. Damn, we got a lot of black shit on here, man. My whole whole lot of black shit. Listen. And more. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Shout out to RSPN. Bittersweet. But. You know, absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. They had a run. They had a damn run. Damn it! Uh, but we have to switch over to Patreon really quick because we got to talk about <laughs> AEW. You ready? You ready, Mills? Listen, we're gonna talk about double or nothing on the Patreon. If there's any reason for you to get, you pay the five or above. To be honest with you, and to be honest with you, before we get into the Patreon, sorry, I just want to speak to the non-patron folks at this point. Listen, our Discord is undefeated. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) It is undefeated in various ways. Some of the news that came out yesterday, we've known for almost a year. (laughs) So I'll give you that. But the Patreon Patreon is undefeated. The Discord is undefeated. Shout out to everyone in Discord. We are undefeated. (laughs) We ain't talking about the clothing line. But let's go through to... Patreon right now. We'll be right back on public. All right. AEW. Lord. Double or nothing. <laughs> 2022. Well, I mean, did you watch the whole show? I, I bounced around as I usually do. So I did not rewatch the entire show. I watched what I could for as long as my streams would let me. Um, because if there's one thing. I mean, when you don't have a network, to be honest with you, it's harder to watch. Don't have a streaming platform. Uh, you kind of go back to the primitive ways of how you used to watch television, which was like, yo, who got the link? Double or nothing. Lord. It was definitely more of something than the other, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that it's really interesting to see the the critical reaction to this show because it's like I see like, oh, a long show, but highly entertaining. And it's just like <laughs> then you look at like then you look at like the actual like Twitter and it's just like, nah, it's, it's not so much. So and it's like it's, it seems to be like as with every AEW show, it, it picks up at the end. So I would say like those final three matches, a lot of people liked. And then like everything else in the middle was just kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve matches on the show. Mm. Going up against a game seven of which, like, I don't even know what he was what Tony Khan was so afraid of for this game seven. It does like no one who um is watching NBA is gonna say, Oh my god, it's it's eleven PM. Let me go buy AEW double or nothing for fifty dollars right now. <laughs> what? Like what's the overlap there? Who was who was who was double screening it? <laughs> who, who who was doing both? I need to know. 
because I just highly doubt there's there's like a there's a run over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just highly doubt that there there is one with that with that audience. They're a bunch of they're they're not people who are who are tapping into the game seven like that. And not I mean, well, the game seven is game seven. It, it was a great game in my opinion because you know let me not say anything because I got heat fans that listen to this, but. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a great game. But yeah, I didn't see the kind of the overlap, to be honest with you. And I think they did. To be honest with you, I think they formatted the show in such a way where they managed to get everything important to not overlap with the game <laughs> right. and everything that wasn't important to kind of like whatever happens, happens at this point. Because trust me, there was a lot of fluff on the show. I do. There was a lot like I I'm pretty sure I tuned out at various points during this thing. Like, and, you know, these long bloated shows, I think they, I even think when, um, thankfully WWE doesn't do it anymore, especially with WrestleMania and stuff like that. But these long bloated shows, man, they don't, they don't hold the attention the same. And I, I, I kind of felt like what he wanted to go with was double or nothing. It's in Vegas, big fight feel. A lot of these fights end up lasting past midnight and stuff like that. When you look about boxing or UFC or something of the rather, I ain't the same boxing or UFC at all, man. It's professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, it, it's, I'm glad I ain't watch it live because I already watch raw somewhat live during the week and that's enough for me um i guess some of the some of the major hits here uh uh the we'll, we'll talk about mjf on on um a little bit later so we're gonna save that one for later uh hardy's and the young bucks poorly promoted and poorly executed just in general in my opinion a dream match that was a dream match six years ago five years ago yeah. Um, that didn't feel like it lived up to the title of a dream match of generations truly crossing. And then it really didn't live up once two of the old people in there were basically injured. And, you know, they're getting news reports from Wrestling Observer News Report that Jeff Hardy was really banged up after the Darby Allen match. And I was like, really? No shit. <laughs> oh, a match in which he won, by the way. A match right. that was a qualifying match. Yeah. It was a, why did they have to go so hard? I'm I'm confused of why they had to go so hard. And why was it, he even in the tournament if he was never even going to win it and was going to be in this tag title program anyway? I I I looked at clips from that from that match and I was like this is definitely not good to to show on your on your just just because like I know that there was no way that the E would have trotted him out like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way they would have. But it's like again, when he when he leaves, everyone cheers, everyone loves that shit. And then when he gets there, it's like, oh no, there's a problem. And that's and that's my main issue. It's like, and, and I and I guess like this is just a a wide I guess um, observation of this show and just AEW conversation in general. It's tiring to me to continue mm-hmm. like to have conversations about this show. I really feel for Quan and Cyrus sometimes or, or really more so Cyrus where it's just like, it's, it's tiring to have the conversation and to see people kind of like wipe certain shit under the rug because it has to do with this company. And it's the, the conversation tire tiring the discourse whenever those shows are on is tiring. 
no one ever wants to tell the truth or some people are are going too far with some of the things that they say like it's 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 tiring to talk about it's like yo every time every time someone says jeff hardy's a game changer was that a game changing performance there's a couple other things here that that are that are like made me roll my eyes adam cole and brick breaker come on man all right back on public on patreon you, you get to hear me uh have a exasperated uh exasperated review of double or nothing I feel for you, bro. I feel for you. But speaking of double or nothing, we got to get into one of the most... I don't know, man. Wrestling news is so weird. (laughs) Wrestling news is so weird. One of the most... um, I can't tell you how much I cared about something and then literally maybe like 30 minutes later no longer cared anymore just from the way it was presented. Yeah, Um, didn't care. Didn't care. (laughs) Didn't care. Obviously... We're talking about the MJF thing. Um, what was it? Late last? What was this? This weekend? This weekend. So actually, well, you know, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is join the Discord. But um, well, on the on the disc, no, yeah, 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 you're right. Join the Discord. We got. <laughs> However, there was some news that broke late Saturday night that MJF wasn't happy, and. He was prepared to miss Double or Nothing and may or may not have had a flight scheduled out of Vegas. Um, Would he have made Double or Nothing? We don't know. Um, Then hours after that, hours after that, he wasn't on the plane. The plane then part is the worst part for me. The plane part is the most, the worst part for me because it, it wasn't even necessary to part of the story at all. So so dramatic. So like at this point, it's like I don't even care if he go. Well, he can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's just like, so what? What is the? Unless they just fire him, which they don't do over there. And the idea is that MJF no showed a fan event earlier that day on Saturday. You know, show the fan event. People saw him playing craps. I feel like he was doing that in the view of fans so that they would see him out playing craps and not at the that's, fan event. That's, that's a seize. That's that's literally what he does. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like he's very aware of, you know, what the fuck he's doing and how he does it and all of that. And a lot of the, the people were up in arms and all this type of shit. You know, it is pretty embarrassing. A lot of people are saying this is this is a work. Uh, Brian Alvarez same seems to think it's a storyline. I don't know who this benefits if it's a storyline, Mills. I just really don't. If it's a storyline and it turns out that it's fake, how as a fan could you trust this company anymore? Yeah, I don't see why. To be honest with you, I don't think anything. I feel like the, these are the same people who call the Cody thing of work, right? That Cody was supposed to become the GM of ROH. And all of this was a work, right? Like, at some point, you got to realize, like, how business is actually done and how people actually respond in these kind of situations. This is not a very, this is not a situation that's just within wrestling, right? Like, people get fed off of places and want to leave all the time. Um, people want more money, and if they don't get it, they threaten to leave all the time. This isn't a situation that's just wrestling-based. So to kind of, like, call it a work, um, 
just because it's, you know, shout out to MJF and I would understand it's a work, but I also feel like he has a, not necessarily a limit, but I don't think he would play like that, especially when it comes to like stuff that he's wanted and stuff that he's voiced. Like if you've listened to the things that he has said over the last six months in various interviews and various things like that, and the the motions that he's made toward WWE and, you know, contracts and all this other stuff like that, you can clearly see that this is something very, very important to him. So I'm not sure why this would be a work. Well, pay him. Yeah. I mean, my thing is this, they could, they could just pay him and this would be all over. You know, this this would be a wrap if they just pay the nigga. Just pay him. No one will be talking about He's worth it, in my opinion. For AEW, he's worth it. Or you could not pay him, and then the idea becomes, becomes, right, this guy who you signed on a beginning, a beginner deal, when when y'all first started, y'all have since got a TV deal. You have a rights deal coming up, which I'm pretty sure they probably told him to wait for. You've seen CM Punk come in. You've seen Keith Lee come in. You've seen Adam Cole come in. You've seen pretty much the whole Undisputed Era come in. You've seen Tony Storm come in. You've seen uh, all all manner and sorts of people come in since you've been signed and grow into this behemoth of a startup company. And they're going to tell you that we can only give you this much. I would, you know, fuck you, fuck you too. A lot of people are saying, oh, th- he, he's not out until 2024. And I'm like, yes, but, you know, two years in, you get an extension and, and they want to see if, if they can extend you at that point. So that's probably why this conversation is happening right now. They probably had a conversation with them, probably said they can't do it. And, they, and that's, this is this is the result, right? I get it. I get the anger. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about it. Leave, leave me and my family alone. This is this is like this is nearing Kanye Kardashian level of bullshit. Leave me, Will and Jada, Will Smith slap level of discourse. Leave me and my fucking family alone, bro. If you're gonna leave, fucking leave. Because then the idea becomes it, it double or nothing. Will he show up and will he care? You had everyone literally trying to. They were analyzing that tape like the JFK assassination, bro. Did did he did he care? Did it look like he wanted to be there? Was he was he cool? Da, 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 da. He was professional. Bro. I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. I know I know you got a lot of flack for that, but I will say that <laughs> he was I'm not saying he was not, you know, but he showed up and he did the job. And he it, whether he had the boo-boo face on or not, he showed up and he did the work. He didn't oversell, he didn't undersell. He took every power bomb because he wasn't the only one kind of uh, that was affected by this. The entire last six months of Wardlow's career would be affected if he just didn't show up. How would that have stunted how things have gone for him? Um, So I think it's admirable that he showed up because you know, everyone likes to put, throw in our face like they're independent contractors. They don't have to show up where they want to. And I was like, well, yeah, they kind of have a contract. Like, you get sued if you, you really... Um, but... If you, I, 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 did anyone say, man, I hope MJF is looking at his contract or his legal options? <laughs> you know they ain't say that shit. But... Um, no, I'm, I, think it's, I think it's admirable and I think it's professional that you showed up and still did the job especially for someone, you know, for what it meant for someone else in that company. 
Um, he showed up, did his job, got powerbombed 10 times, took the stretcher out, and then flew out of Vegas, apparently. And according to... Well, Sean Ross, I have a lot to think about. The fuck you got to think, think about? <laughs> Are they going to pay you or not? Yeah, white people get on my nerves, man. I'm just... I just want to know if they're going to pay him or not. They better pay him. They fucking better pay him, bro. He got, I'm I sorry. Mean, there's, there's a ton of different variables that go into this. And one of the things is what you just explained with everybody coming in, money, deals, all these other things. The other variable is, man, turn on Monday Night Raw. See Cody Rhodes flapping in the wind with his, looking like money, talking with the best of them, main eventing a pay-per-view, by the way, coming up on Sunday, which we'll do predictions for in a bit. Um, but that's another aspect of this. It's like, is the grass really greener on the other side? And this is someone who's had dreams of going to the WWE and has not made it very you know, it's not mince words that, yeah, if the opportunity is there, I would definitely like to go. But he also knows his own worth, which is something that I think, to be honest with you, a lot of people in the wrestling business, you're kind of like taught that by experience. You kind of talk, you go through various iterations of Diddy and the locks and their contract things that happened. Remember when that happened on radio? Yeah. This might be, it might, we might've, a whole generation we might have alienated because of that. But um <laughs> go look it up. It's on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um you gotta to to kind of know your worth by wrestling, you kind of go through various iterations of that. Um, especially on the independent scene. Do I want this? Do I want that? I'm not offering to give you this, but I'll give you this, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, like that. This is a man who is taking up television time every week. Every week. First hour of the show, you can guarantee MJF will be there speaking, competing, pushing a storyline, something of the rather. I'd say if you're willing to put him in that first hour every week and feature him on the show, pay the man. Because there's a million other people that you ain't featuring on that show that's still getting paid and probably getting paid more than MJF, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. CM Punk is for sure getting paid more. And my thing is this, how much money do they got left? There's a there's supposed to be a meeting. Uh allegedly MJS will be meeting with Tony Khan. But also Tony Khan's they're in they're in California this week. They're at uh, the forum on on Wednesday. Huge show for them. I think it's damn near sold out. And if not if it's not sold out, it will be on, on Wednesday. Big accomplishment for them. I'm not gonna take that away from them at all. It's a real it's a real arena. This is be clear. The forum. It's a real one. You know what I mean? It ain't it, I mean it ain't crypto, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know what 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 is to come from that you know what i mean what what will happen there they, they're allegedly taking them off the road there's so much you know misinformation and news but i think the biggest thing about the news uh surrounding uh cody uh, not cody rose but mjf did you notice that on patreon we didn't talk about athena at all like we just kind of like skipped past her i don't want to say something i'm uh <laughs> you want to regret <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm going to regret it. I don't know if I'm going to regret it. So I'm just going to say someone told me if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all. Yeah, okay. Well, um and, and, and you know, 
who am I to, you know, what are we to believe, you know, is, is going to come out of this? I mean, the, MJF is a huge part of this show and, you know, huge part of all of this. Like, who, who's to say? It's still amazing to me. People are still getting signed. That's yeah. shocking to me that people are, they're still getting signed. There's no room on this television show and people are still getting signed. I'll be honest with you, Athena, could, is she a great performer? Absolutely. Do you need her on this roster? No. <laughs> Y'all got too <laughs> many people. Y'all don't have enough time for all these people. Poor Chris Statlander. She, I mean, poor, I mean, Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho is supposed to be the face. She ends up getting booed in the result of this. You know why? Because of negligence. Because of taking a person that people cared about and pushing them to the back for two years, three years at this point. So where do you go? Where does the development of all this talent go? Where does Jungle Boy go? Where does does Darby Allen start have to take a look at his contract? And he's going to be like, yo, dude, is this something that I kind of want to do? Yeah. Hey, people got to, I mean, they spell it out for you. We don't got to spell it out for you. Just look at the moves, look at the moves that they do and just understand that like there's a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And then you got like on this on this Wednesday show, 10 man tag match. And the Hardys are in it or no, I think he got taken out of it. Let's talk about Jeff Hardy. There's a lot of AW news this week. They just had a pay-per-view. They taken him out of the tag match. There was a 10 man tag announced. They they took him out of it, I believe. I think this is the match they're talking about because he's, he's too beat up. He's too hurt. I, 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 Jeff is, I can't even, he don't need to be actively competing. He just doesn't. Jeff Hardy yeah. needs to, Jeff Hardy needs to be some, a part-time wrestler, be an attraction of something. I'm sure, you know what I'm sure they're going to do? Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk at some point. Hmm. I think I they're going to do that. I won't be there for that one. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how they shoot on each other or whatever the hell they're going to call it. But um, yeah, nah, it's just, I don't know. You know what? Shout out to their show. I'm sure this show will do well. There's no NBA this slot. The NBA is not, games don't resume until Thursday. They've got a clear wide open on TBS. I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever cross a Wednesday. I believe for the entire finals run. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they should be good. They should be, you know, straight at this point. Um, we'll see what happens with the show, man. We'll see what happens. The big, the big execs, the big wigs are there. He's like, I couldn't go you, to the meeting, guys. <laughs> Come to our are show. You, are you counting one million a week now, or do you think it's going to be nine hundred a week? Uh, high 900s to a million, maybe. High 900s, middle 900s, you know what I'm saying? Um, It really depends on... Well, this show, I think, is definitely going to hit a million. Well, we're going to see. If um if Punk Go ahead. don't consistently bring them those numbers, we're going to see what they saw in WWE when he wasn't doing it either. Well, I think they just, they're so short-sighted, but they were so willingly short-sighted. Like, you look at Tony Khan during that media scrum, and I got words for the media scrum. 
But you look at him during that media scrum and it seems like just the way he does business to me, even explaining the Stokely Hathaway and shout out to our guy Stokely Hathaway. Um, he was now all elite. So he's in, in you know, AEW right now. But even that just kind of conversation itself seemed very, very strange to me about how you do business. Saying I didn't know him yesterday, but I signed him anyway. Like I didn't I didn't meet this man, but I signed him anyway. And then I put him with one of my biggest stars. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. Also, how you also why would you sign someone you don't know? I guess, I'm not. I, 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 <laughs> why why would you sign someone you don't know? Is that no what happened? Ended on Saturday. He, well, no compete ended on Friday. He was free on Saturday. They said, "All right, let's scoop him real quick." I'm like, "That's not how business works." But you know, hey, I'm not bro. And bro, if I'm MJF, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? There has to be some type of y'all. Y'all need to come together because y'all y'all getting the the gaffle of the year from this nigga. <laughs> y'all need to come together. If y'all ain't getting paid, think about who else not getting paid, bro, or who else is comfortable in the guys who just think about the guys who got signed in the beginning that are not happy right now because they were definitely not seeing the amount of money that these people they're they're signing for more and more money. Poor um, what's my homegirl's name? Um, who's never who was never who hasn't been featured on Dynamite in like five hundred days? Sunny Kiss. Come on now. Sunny Kiss was there at the beginning. The begin was there at the podium in two thousand and nineteen. Sunny Kiss was there. Now, if I see her in the month of June, <laughs> y'all some dirty niggas. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Gaffle, it's unfortunate. Gaffle of the fucking year. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but I mean, we just we just talk about this. I, I got I got I got a couple words about the media scrum because there was Look. a threat, there was a thread on Twitter, um, that kind of really really. Bobbin? From Trevor Dame. Yeah. Yeah, from Trevor Dame. Um talking about how the media really doesn't hold doesn't ask the questions that you need to be asking at a media scrum and just kind of feels like it's a boys' club or a girls' club or people who he just likes are being invited and kind of corral there. And I couldn't agree anymore. There was no conversation about MJF, which was wild to me. <laughs> He's on the show. <laughs> no one said anything. No one said anything. No one followed up. No one did, wanted to pry. He says, I won't, you know, I'm not talking about this. And no one, like, followed up. It's like, well, you know, is is do you expect things to go well? Do you expect things not to go well? Like, would you, like, no one followed up on that? And any other, yo, I watch NBA athletes be held to the fire by the media after every damn game, whether they win or they lose. I watched Jimmy Butler have to answer a question about a, a three he launched at the end of the game. God, I hope Cornell not listen to this. That didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He took it like a champion. He took it like a G and said, you know what? This is some shit I would do every time. I trust myself and I trust my teammates and my coach trusts me. So I trust that I made the right decision and it just didn't work out, bro. This is the same. They're held to the fire every single time. 
And there's yeah. no one that holds, no one in wrestling, this is why the wrestling business is so weird and why wrestling media is so weird because no one holds these people to the fire. No one. No one holds them accountable for the things that they do or the decisions that they make or anything of the line. No one wants to ask the actual tough questions. They want to be and invited to double or nothing and go to Vegas. And that's why I say, and I said on Patreon earlier that like having conversations about AEW is so tiring because they operate outside of any type of recourse or judgment at all. If there was, if Mark Cuban or fucking anyone else, I can't think of executives right now, but if anyone did what, what, what Tony Khan did and continued to do, there would be think pieces and articles. They would be calling for their heads. Even went, even he went on he, a explicative lace tirade about CM. That's what they would have said. Any other news outlet, the man was cussing, like pretty much cussing out Eric Bischoff and saying, like, this fucking guy right here is the fucking guy, and that's my fucking guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fucking one million dollars, one million every time. It, just weird. Also, winning the, the Friday Night Wars, factually wrong. Also, Gosh. we didn't even we, we didn't even know what was, what's the war against the, the, the evening. No one asked the question. What war did you win, my nigga? Friday night when wars. Did, when did you win the Friday night war? Is he talking about the time where, where SmackDown was on another channel? SmackDown was on half an hour longer, and this nigga had to put on Daniel Bryan and what's my Japanese nigga's name? Um, uh, Suzuki. They had to put him on YouTube at ten o'clock. <laughs> Yeah. To make sure people would tune in at this thing. To go up against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, by the way. Friday Night Wars? Because of him, we won the Friday Night Wars. What What are you talking about? Y'all don't get paid enough? Y'all don't get enough? People don't watch the show as much as they do with the other show? Y'all ain't got the bread they got? Y'all ain't got the talent they got? Y'all ain't got the money they got? What war are you winning, bro? The war in his brain, bro. The war against drugs. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say he's a drug addict, but uh, <laughs> not publicly. But um, <laughs> no, it's 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 sick shit, man. It's it's really sick shit. I think that it, it's definitely an issue where it's like again, it's tiring to talk about this shit. It's really tiring to say, okay, or okay, so so what's gonna happen now? Or what happened when the big swole thing came out and 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 he and he did that and no one said anything. No or one said what anything. happened? The one the people who did ask him the question, you know what they said? You know these people that you guys love that asked him this question? What about the big swole thing? They asked a question and he answered it and it was like, Well, I asked it. So what do you guys want? What else do you want me to do? I asked the question. Hey, come on, man. And then you know, just because he's you know he shows up on people's shows, does a couple of interviews, it was like, oh, what other you know head of a wrestling company would show up and do interviews like this? I'm like, let me be honest with you, people who are some people don't have the time to do this, bro. Yeah. I don't hear from the head of a lot of. I very seldom hear from the head of companies or organizations for reasons because they're working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who's going to who's going to hold them to the fire for that weird tweet about telling Dana White that money in the bank had to move to a different a different place? The UBS Arena. Oh, we got to talk about that because they moved from the 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 what it was it, Allegiant Stadium? They moved from Allegiant Stadium to um MGM Grand. To MGM Grand. Listen, man. Place fuck up. <laughs> Too much dip on the chip. Yeah. 
It was well. Remember, we didn't even know what day it was going to be on for a long time because they were trying to figure out where they were going to fit it between the UFC event. I think there's a couple other events. There was a lot of stuff going down. There's a lot of stuff going down that weekend, bro. There's a lot of shit. They're lucky they ain't move the date, <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot of shit going down that weekend. They just couldn't compete, and that is what I like. I know, like I know, was the 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 um the conversation is going to be crazy around it, but I mean. Listen, as long as they realize that they can't do three stadium shows in a row <laughs> like that and they learn from that, you got to learn. You got to learn. This is absolutely it. You got to learn. It's good, it's good business sense. Just just move it. They still sold 15, 16K. That pretty much would fill MGM, right? All, damn near, right? They're still selling tickets this Friday, but they don't got much to go, you know, because a lot of the people that, that have bought tickets to Allegiant, they got moved to MGM. So... Just they're just gonna go over there. What's the big deal? But he had a conversation. Couldn't wait to tell Dana White about it. I'm sure Dana White was like, "Oh, word, word." <laughs> 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 That's lit. Why would you tweet that too? It's so weird. He's a, he's a weirdo, girl. He's a weirdo. Uh, let we got we got to we got to do some predictions. But before we do predictions, Jeff Jarrett's back. VP of live Jarrett. events. He always comes back. They released him and brought him back and gave him more money. How about that? You he know how never, to get to it. He's got a bag and like this has got to be his fourth different decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Vince will always forgive you. So that, that's why I'm, that's when people look at the Sasha and Naomi thing. I'm like, yeah, when they clear this up, they'll be back and and be doing be, big things, man. They be doing big things too. W. I mean, Vince ain't gonna stop a big star from big starring because of some petty shit. That chatter's gone down. Okay, How about cool. that? There ain't, ain't nothing else to write about. Yeah, they're that not, chatter's they're gone. Not producing, they're not producing any story. The ladies are just chilling for now. Yeah, they'll be back. I'm not going to do a commercial today. Oh. We're just going to go right into it. Hell in a Cell, 2022. Presented by Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might as well be a raw branded pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> they are in fake Chicago, Rosemont, Illinois. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I don't want to judge the card too much because we always do that, and we literally just did it with WrestleMania Backlash, and it ended up being a really fun show. And they all like the TV will be damn near abysmal leading to these shows and the actual shows will be good. And that's another, that's, that's the case here. I think the only thing that really got time and really mattered was Cody and Seth. You had Bianca, Oscar and Becky Lynch in a really terrible program that really isn't their fault. <laughs> so I'm going to give them, I'm a, I'm a lipo them for this week because it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And then you got everything else. Yo, Michael Cole really don't have to show up for the show at this point. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, he shouldn't. All raw. <laughs> he shouldn't. He shouldn't. But um, listen, man. It could. There's some. There's some bangers on here. They there's, there's some bangers that they just added on here that they had me thinking about the show differently. I'll tell you that much. I think this show. I think we're just continuing to move on, and it's clear what they're they're targeting towards. They're targeting towards that Money in the Bank and that SummerSlam, and yep. you know. I think that's what we're going towards. I think this show is, you know, it's another one. 
Could have been a special edition of Raw. But one thing I would this this might be controversial. I am glad there's only one Hell uh, Hell in a Cell match on this show. I don't think that's controversial at all. I'm glad there's only one. I think it makes the match more important than it's been in years by just having one. If I ask you to name the last ton in hell, ten Hell in a Cell matches, could you name them? Absolutely not. <laughs> I could not. I think the last one was the last one was in Saudi with Edge and Seth, and that's the last one I remember. See, I forgot it was that. Good. I was going to go to Bianca versus Bailey. <laughs> well, that one happened, but that that one happened more recently <laughs> than that yeah. one did. Oh, did it? Yes, nah. that one last October. No, but Bianca versus Bailey happened like last June, July. Edge and Seth happened last October. It yeah, happened yeah, more recently. Oh, you were saying I think we just miscommunication. Yeah. Um, I think that it it I, I think that it, it it reminds me of like, you know, those like f- those fight cards that are usually like the name of the match or the name of the whatever. That's right. what the, the that's what the show seems like to me now. It's like hell in a cell, but it's just for these two. And mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's that I'm glad it's like that. I'm glad they didn't try and put too much dip on their chip and give it to somebody else. It's fair where it is. Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. You, you want to do, yeah. do some cute right beforehand? Really, real what? quick. What? You want to predict uh, NXT too? Real quick. Wade Keller just put out a really, really good uh, article on the MJF um, MJF situation. He was only making from 40... No, I was going to say, read it to me, Audible. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Keller said the issues between MJF and Tony Khan have been... Brand- Shout out to Wade Keller. I, I've always said this. I believe way more than most people on certain things. And I said this during the Keith Lee thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that MJ- the issues between MJF and Tony Khan have been brewing for a couple of months. On his no-show to the meet and greet on Saturday, Keller said that it, the way that it was portrayed to us is MJF was in no place to be in public. He was in a bad place. And so it just seemed, if not mutually agreed upon, it was pretty obvious to everybody that it would not be good for him to make a public appearance uh, uh, yesterday. So things got kind of rolling. I've been learning stuff behind the scenes, off record, on and on background for a while and pieced together some more details as the story went along. This weekend was circled, I was told, as a weekend where people in AEW were hoping that Tony and MGF would sit down and hash out their differences. There was just the hope that cooler heads would prevail. Tony Khan on social media can come across sometimes as defensive, but his demeanor otherwise from at least anyone in anything anyone's seen is pretty calm, cool, and collected. MJF is a little different. He gets really worked up, and by all accounts, he's been so worked up that he just became sort of withdrawn and bitter to observers and people who have been around him or observed him at Dynamite lately. For the better part of two months, there has been tension between these two, and it initially appeared to be sparked by MJF not going through the PR department to schedule an interview that he did with Ariel Hawani back in, in April. And sorry for anyone listening to this. It's the first time I'm reading this, so I'm reading it literally as I go. Uh, he was told that the interview would have been approved had MJF gone through proper channels, and he didn't, and he was reprimanded for it because he was bypassing standard protocol. A key source in AEW. <laughs> yeah, protocol. We know all about AEW interview protocol. Uh, I want to get to the contract stuff. Let me find that. Let yeah, me find yeah. the contract. Scroll on down, Audible. On a starter deal. A starter deal in AEW is forty to seventy k. Oh, damn, bro. Lord Jesus. They probably was looking at your wedding like, damn. I hope one day I could. 
I could be like this Bruh. nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, man. Come on, man. 40 to 70. And like you can make a living, but you know, it's a starter deal. You cannot, in fact, make a living off of that. I'm sorry. You cannot make a living off of that. And I know there's some people who are just on a per date basis, but this is among the people who started signing startup contracts, people without a lot of leverage and any national TV exposure. And Tony was at a point where he's handing out a bunch of contracts and wanted to see who would be good and who wouldn't be and he and who he wanted to stick with and who he wouldn't. And so a lot of money goes out to people who uh, a lot of people, when you get that starter contract and the idea for Tony is, you know, when they come to the ones who deserve it, they'll get a raise. By the way, MJF was given a raise once since he signed the AEW. So it's making, making substantially more than a starter contract, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. But it is modest compared to the contracts of more than half a dozen free agent signings AEW has made over the past year. Christian, Mark Henry, Malachi, Adam Cole, Brian. Dustin, that's six right there, and I'm leaving off a couple more. All of them are making more than MGF right now, and I, I'm told that with confidence. So, yes, he got a substantial raise uh, percentage-wise, but it's modest compared to the contracts of more than half a dozen free agents just in the last year. Uh, I think anyone would, would agree Brian Danielson and, and CM Punk deserve more than MGF, but you would, you, you would argue that Adam Cole should probably be in the ballpark. And if he's paid more, it's not like a huge deal, but MJF has been more valuable to AEW than Adam Cole. If you look at Christian Malachi, Mark Henry, I mean, he's obviously worth more and he's been he's been worth more to the company and he's just not getting paid near what they're getting paid in most cases. Actually, in many cases, in many cases, these wrestlers are getting paid four to five times more than him. So, you know, MJF, by all all accounts, is fuming over this. Uh, By the time January 1st, 2022 came around. Yes, he got a new contract and a raise, but MJF was thinking, come on, Tony, approach me. Get me on the level of some of these people you keep bringing in. I'm doing great work, drawing great ratings. And when Tony didn't do that, MJF, the way he handled it uh, was to get angry very privately. Then he kind of exploded. This is journalism right here. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I, I rather enjoy Way Color because most of the time he does do the, he does do the work. Let me tell you something. First of all, boot the NXT thing. Scrap that. Shout out to the War Report. We'll see you guys on Friday. Um, I know what this is. I know what this is. MJF paying rent. And just like all the other rent prices in this damn country, they told him, yo, we're going to need a little bit more. So he goes to his boss, Tony Khan, like anybody else would go to and says, yo, I'm going to need a little bit more. And Tony was like, yo, how much you need? You know what? I'll give you a little, you want 5%, 7%, 8%. I'm going to give you 8% because you know what? That that that, that thing you did with, with, uh, with Darby Allen, that was a bang up job. I'm going to give you that because I know it, it's tough out here. It's tough out here in these streets. And then, I don't know, someone must have told him, must have seen Adam Cole pull up on the freshest thing, must have mm. seen Christian Cage. Got a Tesla. Got a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Cage showing up in a matching Tesla, nigga. <laughs> you going to cry in the Tesla or are you going to cry in the, in the uh, best friend's van? <laughs> What's her name? What's it? What's what's the name? Mom, pick her up. 
Trent, Trent, Ma, I don't know, bro. They hey, pulling the Daily Palace and shit. <laughs> hey, man, I don't want to laugh at people's people's financial circumstances. I'm more laughing at Tony Khan, bro. I'm laughing at Tony Khan. I'm laughing at this situation because this situation, when you read about it and when you look at it, and quite honestly, you we got and to compare this. Sorry, and compare. Oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go I ahead. mean. I mean, comparatively to NXT developmental pro, 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 uh, projections of, of their payment, this is forty to seventy to to is is close. But take into the account they get the gym, they get the the teaching, they get you know what I'm saying. They they put them up pretty well. They don't even have to pay for travel in NXT. You know what I'm saying? Like comparatively in AEW, I'm pretty sure they're not getting half of that. You know, we just read this report. Yeah, but also we spent twenty five minutes before, <laughs> pretty much saying all the shit that. <laughs> what are you saying here? I'm not saying believe us. I'm not saying the Discord is fire and you guys should sign up. All I'm saying is, we kind of we got a general gist about these kind of things. So, listen, if MJF don't want this nigga pulling up in a Tesla, <laughs> in the parking lot. Doing UEs, but Britt Brit Baker also got a Tesla. Mm. Listen, get your money, young man. Get your money. Let's get into Hell in a Cell. Let's get. Let's go through Hell in a Cell real quick. <sighs> man, that's crazy. Pay that man. Pay him. There's a there's a chance that this could be settled in the next year and a half. Yo, we talked about Mad AEW this show. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. With the damn near. Uh, the disagreement report. Um, <laughs> let's let's start off with just announced last night. Two matches that were just announced last night. Uh, last night, uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus the Judgment Day and Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley in a six-person mixed tag team match. That group, the babyface group, needs a name, and they need a name like fast. Um, this could be a sneaky banger right here. These guys I, know how to work. I like, it. I like it. I really do. I think every, everyone in this match knows their strength and knows how to work. Liv has improved so much. Rhea Ripley has improved so much. I think with Damian Priest and Edge, I think just Edge's mind within this match, AJ Styles' experience, Finn Balor is also in this match. Like, it's a banger. The only thing that would make it better if it was, like, no disqualification or some shit like that. I mean, damn near better. I mean, they, they could work it like that. I think they will probably work it, like, kind of loose rules. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Good to see Finn on a pay-per-view again. Good to see him motivated, grounded, working. AJ being kind of like the the elder saint, the the dad of the group is really dope to me. <laughs> I fucked with how he... I thought Liv and Rhea had a really good match on Raw, to be no, honest with you. Did. They did. They really did. Um, We haven't seen Edge for a while, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Edge will do his thing. Damian Priest knows his, knows his deal. This could be I really have, fun. I haven't seen Edge for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless. But I mean, who do you think's winning this? Who do you think needs to win it? Um, I think Judgment Day needs to win it if they're going to be an actual group moving forward. <laughs> they win all the time. They I win mean, all the but, time. But not as a group. True. Not as the Jericho Appreciation Society, nigga. Come on. 
I think that um, this match will lead to a bigger match. I think it's just going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I, I do. I one thing I will say, I do think a title needs to be on on hand for this a little bit. We need some stakes. I agree. I agree. Someone got to um, someone got to pass that pass that buck. By the way, someone. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would get the title though. Edge. What title? <laughs> Big one. <laughs> yeah, right. You trying to get that? You trying to get that nigga to unblock you, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next match. Next match. Uh, Theory versus Mustafa Ali in his hometown singles match for the United States Championship. This was kind of made up. Uh, poor Champa just kind <laughs> of just being like. <laughs> Move to the side real quick. But this is kind of made up. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa is a comma in a sentence, baby. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they they uh, they they pretty much um, made this up. Uh, Theory did some chicanery to get around it. And you knew, you knew something was up when he said Vince McMahon, his, who has now flipped face, said he would like to see you in a real, fa- in a real fight. I would have been like, nigga, what? Nigga, what? What's going on here? Could, uh, could, um, I mean, is the project over? Is this experiment over? I hope so. <laughs> I really do. I do not want to see this man's face no more, to be honest with you. I, I I think the experiment might be over and um hey man <laughs> swim good if this is the case. I, I don't know if they have Ali win in his hometown, but he has lost a lot. Uh I think if 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 he cut a if he came back, right, Mills, and just work with me here. If he came back and they were to give him what he wanted, so to speak, would you not give him the title for good faith at this point? Yeah, I would give him for good faith, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be a good match. I think you don't uh, even have Ali to have it long, to be honest with you. They can bounce it back, to be honest with you. But yeah. I would I, 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 I think Ali I think these two are pretty much a shoe in for the money in the bank, also, these two. But um I I'd give him the title. I think he deserves it. I think he's good. I think he'd be good for it. He's over. He can cont- he's consistently over every time he's on. Um and, and people care about him. I, I think Mustafa Ali is gonna win this. Be a good moment. It should be a good moment, no doubt. Ezekiel versus Kevin Motherfucking Owens. Regular ass match. Regular I have match. no I have no hopes. I have no dreams. I have nothing for this. I have it no expectations. Been. Just no expectations. Just go in and whatever happens, happens. KO great, do great, segment, great segment on SmackDown. Great segment. Oh, I well, I love that segment because it, it and I said this in the chat. I said it was a non-linear way to continue that story without having Roman or the or the Usos there. It's to show that Kevin Owens sees through the BS in a way that he doesn't see through Ezekiel's BS, like Sammy does. So these both the both these guys are, del- are delusional in different ways. Yeah, and absolutely. It, it was and it was good to show that these two know each other so well that they know when each other's talking about bullshit, and it it, it enhanced Kevin Owens's delusion but more than that really enhanced Sami Zayn's uh, delusion in that there's going to be a fall for him soon and, and you're wondering where it's going to be at I'm picking 
Ezekiel. <laughs> I think KO should win this. He should. But I'm picking Ezekiel. <laughs> I pick Kevin Owens. He just be, he just had a fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was a month ago. <laughs> like it just happened. It's been a uh, long time, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, for me for sure. Um, two on one handicap match. I was I did a I fucking did a whiplash when I saw this. I was like, when was this even in the in the cards? <laughs> but yeah, um, a whole contract signing about this shit now. Currently, I was like, what? Yo, Bobby I was like, wait, what? Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. I would imagine Cedric Alexander's there somewhere as their little assassin. I'm ready for this feud to be over. Yeah, I don't care what shit about this shit. I think Bobby Lashley is in a much better space if he's facing off against. I think he should definitely be the monster slayer on the show. I think that's a really good place for him. Mm-hmm. And I do think he should be facing Veer next. I think Veer is like the, the the final frontier for him in, in terms of getting that guy over. I feel like they're positioning him, especially Bobby as a face, to be another potential contender for Roman. Yes. So we gonna see all or for the... whoever gets it. Right, right, right. Probably I feel like he's gonna lose to Roman. I don't know. <laughs> hey, everyone loses to Roman at least one time. I got Bobby Lashley winning this. I got Lashley winning this and pinning MVP. I don't think Omos takes another pin. Um so so soon. I agree. I agree. Uh, next match and the, it's not our fault. Uh, emoji shrug, <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch, triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. This match would have room allegedly been Bianca versus Naomi. And I would imagine that Oscar Becky for the number one contendership would have probably been on the show as well. If we were to do this the right way, but is this seems like we're getting this now. I don't know. I mean, it could be. It's it's gonna be a fun match. I'll say that. It's gonna be good. I feel like real good. Yeah, Becky don't. Becky really don't disappoint. Bianca don't disappoint. Oscar don't disappoint. I like them all. Um, I've got no expectations for anything that's going on in this match. Um, so I'm gonna say the winner will be us, the viewers. But real in, in the reality of it all, Bianca will win. <laughs> the the winner will be us, but I really hope that they kind of can course correct after this. Because I know that this wasn't supposed to be what it was. Um, and this wasn't supposed to be the idea of the match and all of that stuff. Like we were supposed to, and and I would imagine that we would have got the Ronda match if that's the case. The SmackDown is not on this show at all. And I would imagine that we would have got that. And and I was actually shocked they didn't go with Riddle and Nakamura even just winning that match on Monday just to have that that one off because it would have been a fun match, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I, I don't get the, the 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 reasoning there. The thinking there is like Roman's all for a pay per view. I would not expect that to go over well with people, but Roman does indeed need a break. You know, I think I think I he does like, need a break. I don't know. I feel like these. I feel like with the built in um, with the built in like base of like Peacock, it's not like they. Like pay per views, they not really like attractions, and unless yeah. they're the big ones, in my opinion, the big ones would right. be the attraction. WrestleMania and and uh, and 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 Royal Rumble, they gonna have the bullet points on that about how much you know they drove in for Peacock. 
Money in the Bank, WrestleMania back, not Money in the Bank, WrestleMania backlash, Hell in a Cell, Clash of Champions, whatever. They know that not that's not really gonna be a blip on the needle. So just do whatever with it. Yeah, this seems like the the real exciting shit is coming up in July, (laughs) and we just gotta we gotta sit through this. Bianca's gonna win. That that is what it is. The most intriguing match. This is the match that everyone came here to see. Hell in a Cell match. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Seth is down zero and two. Cody's up 2-0. The real question here is for you, Meals, is that does Cody go 3-0 and and then by and by proxy here, does he move on to Money in the Bank? And, and in addition to that, where does Seth go from here if that happens? I call this from the moment the night after WrestleMania. Cody will go 3-0. and It just will happen. Um... Cody's already 2-0. He's already, if there's just a big three thing, he's already won the war. Um, but no one's looking at Seth any differently. And no one will speak of Seth any differently if he loses three matches. I think Cody Rhodes is the priority and he's going 3-0. I would also like to say that segment on Raw, tremendous. The highlight of Real Raw. Real good. Real good. I didn't think he'd go there. I was wondering when they would. Um, Love Cody's reaction. I think he's been a, a net positive for that show. And a show that has very rare good, like I, I could say, Rhea, I love. KO, I love. Cody, I love. Those are like top three things on that thing for me, on that show for me uh, consistently. But I think that, again, um, with Cody, if he wins this, you, you kind of got to, he's kind of got to be the favorite for Money in the Bank. He's got to be the favorite for whatever, whoever he faces. But that's the thing. Are they still doing that idea that they said in the commercial? They have not shown that commercial since they moved. Obviously, no. for obvious reasons. For obvious but, reasons, nigga. But they kind of got to give away the 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 goat here on Monday, you would think, of, of what this briefcase will mean. Because you also notice, Mills, they have not explicitly said you can cash in it anytime you want in these commercials. They have not said that at all. No, they haven't. But will the, they said will you can. The, will the commercials matter anymore? Well, I think they will. I, I don't think the, the the general idea of what they wanted to do is going to go away. But they're treating this like the summertime version of Royal Rumble. Except it's the actual Royal Rumble where you get a chance at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, I see it. I, I'm following exactly where you're at. I see Cody in the main event of Money in the Bank in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, it's going to be a big coup for whoever gets it, and if he does win that Money in the Bank briefcase and goes to WrestleMania, I'm interested to see how it turns out in LA, unless they want to have Dwayne Johnson run up the ladder real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and call his shot. Um, hey, somebody track flights from uh Canada. <laughs> since y'all tracking flights, nigga. Since y'all tracking flights, um, <laughs> someone track a damn flight. Um, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I, I but I do think Cody will go three and zero. I think it's no doubt in my mind he'll go three and zero. I think it'll be a hellacious match. I think it's going to be an incredible match. Um, Seth Rollins does not disappoint, and I think crazy thing is even though he lose three times i still do think that seth rollins takes a lot of pride in the work that he does 
because right. it has not deterred him from being as extravagant. It has not deterred him from being as vicious. It has not deterred him from being as amazing in the ring in any sort of the word, whether he wins or loses this feud. All right. I hope he's good. I, I, I think the big question here is where, when Roman comes back from PTO, what's that summer look like for him? Randy Orton. Mm. Okay. Randy Orton. Oh, Randy, Randy Orton and Money in the Bank, you think? No, I'm picking Randy Orton at SummerSlam. I mean, it could be Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, but I'm definitely going for SummerSlam. That's the big ticket like, right there. I like the idea. I like the idea for um, Riddle at one show, Orton at the other show. I would like that too. Like Riddle do one show, Orton comes out at the end, and that that that's like the to me that's the biggest pop you could do of the year, or one of the biggest pops you could do of the year is him coming back at the end of that, or at somewhere in the bank and saving him, and then setting yeah. up for the SummerSlam match, and then also losing, and then setting up for the Drew match. Or I mean, you, you do that, you set up for that match, and then someone comes out and says, you know, Drew comes out and says, okay, my turn, bitch. They gotta do something. Listen, man. And then they all just warming up for Cody. Wrestling family versus wrestling family. Can't hey, wait for hard. can't wait for the promos on that. That'd be hard, body. I, I think I'm, I think I'm ready for other people to hold that title now. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I think I'm ready for other people to be the WWE. We've been ready, bro. We've been like, yo, why didn't KO win Christmas 2020? <laughs> <laughs> 2020, he was like, like yo, why didn't KO win this match? <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, that is it. Hell in a Cell this Sunday. We'll be watching it, and then we'll be talking about it next week. Uh, you got an episode of Spot Colors coming up. We're talking about Vader, so we're gonna be, I'm gonna be watching Vader all weekend. Me and Cyrus are gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna tap in and talk about one of the most one of the best big men, one of the most violent big men of all time. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about Vader on Spot Colors. So stay tuned for that this June. Um, Rewriters Room, they're back. And uh, you should definitely check out their new episode coming out this week as well. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. For meals, I'm Justin. See you guys next week. Peace.